Ladies and gentlemen, this is the illustrious hostess with the mostest, Innkeeper Freddy. And we have a special, special podcast for you today. So last night I went out and I met a couple that have uh, quite an interesting story. And I berated them with questions so much so that they answered all of them, which is great. And I said, you know what? This means we got to get you on the podcast. I said, what podcast? I said, the Innkeeper's Guest Book, the best podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Recorded live from Union Inn at 1112, 3rd Street, Northeast Washington, D.C. Steps from Noma Gallaudet Metro. Nice brisk walk to Union Station. And a beautiful walk to the Capitol through Capitol Hill. So they're here right now. And I'm going to ask those questions and ask some more questions as well. How y'all doing today? Good. Pretty chill. <laughs> so, I guess to bring the listeners at home up to, to speed, why do you think I asked a number of questions to you last night? Because you were curious. <laughs> <laughs> curious of... I mean, you are curious about our experiences. And what experiences might those be? Um, the BDSM lifestyle. Just the lifestyle in general. <laughs> yes. So BDSM is but one component of the lifestyle in general. Correct? Correct. Yeah. And so other facets that might be swinging. Right? Yes. Yeah. Might be, uh, is kink fetish separate or is that still BDSM? Kinks and fetishes are two separate things. Okay. So explain that. So kinks are pretty much anything that are, um, like pretty much anything to be a kink. Like, I could say, like, Coors Light, like, I could say, like, oh, I love beer. Mm -hmm. Like, beer can be my kink. Fetishes are more specific. Like, you know, foot fetishes, hands, legs, you know, these are non-sexual entities, but you are focused on that and turn it into a sexual-oriented thing. Okay. Interesting. So, so. A random fun fact, I have a Chun-Li fetish. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I is found it? that out a year ago. Actually, uh, this past, yeah, and uh, at Katsukon, I'm into anime. Okay. The chick was dressed as Chung Lee. I was like, oh, like, I was just like shaking like in my boots. I was just like, <laughs> oh my gosh, like I gotta have her. I gotta have her. And it's weird because I never found her sexually attractive before. It was, it was fascinating. And then as soon as she changed, I didn't look at her like for a second. <laughs> it was weird. So did you play a lot of Street Fighter 2? Oh yeah, still do, man. So did you play as Chun Li? Uh yeah. Okay. That so freaking spiral kick shit. That I, shit's I was Blanca though, because uh, I was just electrocuting. It's like, yeah, come at me, bro. I mean, Ryu <laughs> and Ken and Combo, bro. Like, come on. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> okay. So I mean, everybody is. What I would hate is there would be this one guy that play like Zangief or something, and he would beat everybody at putt putt golf. You know where Putt Putt was, right over on Montrose Road. Mm -hmm. Like, dude, it was some guy who would just camp out there. And it's like, damn, dude. Like, for real. <laughs> so I'm sorry, you're off top. No, no, it's all good. No, no, but I want to I go to the Chun-Li thing. Was it uh, sort of a nostalgia? Was it how she was dressed? Mm. Or was it because it's like a flat, like it's nostalgia in the sense of playing Street Fighter or nostalgia in the sense of whooping people's asses playing Street Fighter? I don't know, man. I just... This is like busty, man. Like, oh, so it's a titty, you titty man. Uh, more of an ass man. I mean, she was busty all around. Like yeah. she had busty. She, she had no ass though. 
shit. <laughs> I beg to differ. Uh, well, you're right. You know, touche because it's, it's anime <laughs> character. So you can give it. Strong legs, bro. Yeah, that yah 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 was crazy. Oh my I'm goodness. pretty sure those glutes were popping. <laughs> Sand. All right, so to back it up even more, to to clarify, you were saying that uh, kinks are a subset of fetish. Correct. Okay, cool. Kind of like um, what you were telling me before about tops versus bottoms, doms versus subs, and uh, 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 masters versus slaves. Yes. Please explain that. Um, and feel free to totally cut me off and correct me, because this is like the BDSM expert here, but... I'm not an expert. <laughs> but um, from my knowledge topping and bottom bottoming is something that can change with in a moment so you might top somebody in a certain scene or in a scenario but that doesn't necessarily make you a dom or a top all the time Mm -hmm. um so it's very like scene specific okay um and And then then... dom sub that's like a relationship dynamic Mm -hmm. where someone is the dom all the time and the other person is the sub all the time but then there are switches, so that kind of like fucks up that math. Am can I, I am I explaining this right? Can I <laughs> can I put a, a a sidebar on this? Uh huh. Okay, so if a let's say in 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 a given relationship, the man plays the role of the dom and the woman plays the role of the sub, and the man um, provides or gives cuddlingus to the woman. Does he become the sub in that scene specific? Oh. Or is he the bottom in that specific? Mm, no, it's not that deep. That's more sexually oriented. Okay. Like, it's more like, okay, so if you're a dominant, you're basically in charge of the submissive's pleasure. Okay. The submissive is, it, at the end of the day, the submissive has all the control because she has to give consent to perform these said acts on her person which is her body so she's giving up her body her mind everything to this person she is entrusting her faith in this person to perform these said acts in a very structured careful and healthy consensual manner structured healthy consensual and what was the fourth one uh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but that, that was that was great. That was great. Like, no, because that covers all the bases. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I dropped, I dropped It's all cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just on the floor. Just hey, have it now. You know what I'm saying? All right. But yeah, um, yeah. I just, I just go with that. Okay, so um, then we go to master and slave, and you told me before that that relates to power. Yeah. So master and slave is a total power exchange. Correct, like a slave won't make a move unless the master says so. Correct. Right. There's no switching. There's no topping and bottoming. Like that's. Correct. A okay. slave is the ultimate form of submission, where she is given, or he or she has given ultimate control to the master. The master decides the fate, whatever that fate is. So how is that different from what you were saying before with dom and sub? So a submissive basically just caters to the dom like she enjoys pleasing submitting themselves in any form of manner that is pleasing to her to to the dominant okay i gotta be say i'm trying not to be sexually specific like he she you know hey nah and we appreciate that yeah Yeah, we appreciate that pronouns but you know i'm I'm referring to myself which is next to me so it's kind of hard it's like okay But then there are also different types of doms and subs. Okay. Yes. So there are like bratty subs who 
talk a little bit of smack. Like, you would never see a bratty slave. No. That's impossible. Right. <laughs> oh, okay. So, so there's, so, like, so more it's... sort of a spectrum when it comes to subs, would uh, you say? Yeah. It's a, I mean, there's a top and a bottom spectrum. Yeah. So a sub can have a personality where a slave can't. Correct. Okay. All right, cool. Um, what is the difference? So, I'm sorry. So to back up a bit, there's a website called FetLife.com. F-E-T-L-I-F-E. Um, and the it's basically Facebook for fetishes. Yeah, it's the fa- <laughs> it's literally the Facebook for fetishes, and it's it's it actually. And I made a mental note of this. It really has a clean format, like in the sense of uh, it's very user friendly in in how you navigate and all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So, anyways, um, it says, "What is your relationship status?" And one thing I've been hearing a lot this year from people that I've met is the idea of being polyamorous. Um, not to say that it wasn't around before, but it just in terms of people in my circle I've, I've been hearing that a whole lot so when i hear about polyamorous i wonder what is the difference between being polyamorous and having a friends with benefits so if you're a poly so there may not be a difference and it depends on the person and their style of poly okay. um so there are many different styles of poly but polyamorous all that means is that you can have multiple loving and sexual relationships and or sexual relationships because there are asexual poly people so there are poly people who have multiple serious relationships and there are poly people who have multiple casual relationships and don't get into any serious relationships so it totally depends on the person and their style Mm -hmm. but with a friends with benefits couldn't that be the same thing it could but like so a friends with benefits right they're never gonna get serious like would you fall in love with a friends with benefits well, if you mean you in terms of the universal you, I'm yeah, sure there's the somebody out you. there. If it's me, um, I'd probably find out before. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but it happens though, right? I mean, yeah. Um, I think heart, I think huh? that's one <laughs> way to do poly. <laughs> okay. You know. All right. So um, there was a sidebar question that I was going to ask. Um Hopefully it'll come to me. All right. Uh, next question, mind you, for those at home that are trying to view this with their third eye, I'm looking at my iPhone right now because I have a number of questions. You know me. I'm the overthinking my ass. My two eyes on your third eye. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you uh, big crit fans out there? You can sing too. Um, can an experienced sub teach a novice dom how to be a dom? We just talked about this earlier. Um, yes and no. Okay. Um, so the way I see it, because I actually had that happen to me once. Um, Which way? I was the inexperienced dominant as opposed to experienced sub who was trained very well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had a certain skill set that basically could work. You know, basically it was like it laid the foundation of our dynamic, right? Okay. And then from there, you just expound upon that and build. Um, this is like with any relationship. Um, but if you just come into a situation where it's just like, hey, um, yeah, I want to be your dom. I want you to be my sub. 
you're gonna do as you know basically do as I say say what I do that's not gonna work like you gotta feel each other out like you you, you gotta it's, it's just like it's just like any relationship you know like you gotta get to know one another um, get to know you know basically their likes their dislikes um, which you know are their kinks um, get to know their limits you know both hard and soft limits you know hard limits being like what they will never do ever 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 um, and soft like they'll do it but just depending on the situation um, you know it's the same for the Dom same thing you know it's, it's just a it's just a relationship building that's all but yeah it I, to answer your question um, more directly uh-huh. <laughs> uh, they can okay so this is what I brought up to you I was saying okay if you have a novice dom and the sub is like you're not doing this right and it's not about personal preference but in the sense of best practices right Mm -hmm. and the sub has to teach the dom what the best practices are doesn't the sub then become the dom technically yeah you talk about top from the bottom <laughs> I, told, I told bottom, him this term. Uh, yeah, I told him this yeah. term earlier, and he like loved it. Yeah, it's very frowned upon. You know, it's also like, it's taboo. Yeah, because it's like you know, well, I guess taboo might not be the best phrase, but you know, it's like I mean, bad oh, to man, do. Well, it's like, it's, it's to very do. very disrespectful. You know, it's just like uh, I remember I did that once actually. I did that mm. once to a female Donald. She got pissed. She was like, "How would you like it?" If you know, I was um, you know I was in this scene and you were telling me what to do as I was doing it, and I was just like, oh well, I honestly told her I was like, oh, that's never gonna happen because I always maintain control of my uh, my bottom at all times, and you know because I'm doing my job. That's why. But I'm some like, people oh, think wow, that brass tap tap from the bottom. <laughs> oh, Even wow. with brass, there's such thing as brat tamers, you know, like. See, brats are a type of sub, but some people say that brats top from the bottom, which I personally don't believe. That only happens if you can't control them. But, I mean, the idea of a brat, if I'm guessing right, I haven't done any Wikipedia research or FetLife <laughs> research on this, but the idea well, is that... Well, I mean, that... there's an encyclopedia, uh, excuse me, um, a, a dictionary part at the bottom. Mm-hmm. I would suggest... The BDS and glossary. Yeah. Okay, so FetLife.com, <laughs> go to the, scroll to the, oh, the way glossary, bottom. The glossary. The glossary. Like you, can, you can figure out all this stuff. But what I'm thinking is like if you have like a daddy's little girl, right? Like in the sense of it's still the father, right? And he's mm-hmm. still providing for her, mm-hmm. but he's Nursery. buying her pony, pony anytime she wants, or you know, catering yeah. to her. Yeah. And but she still knows like his daddy, you know. Yeah, it's a nurturing relationship. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and are... brats and daddy doms usually attract each other. Yeah. I think. Okay, so a, a daddy dom doesn't necessarily have to be with a brat. No. So what 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 would be the situation where a daddy dom is not with a brat? Mm. Oh, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm thinking in the sense of uh, the other way. A brat would have to be with the daddy dom, right? A brat probably would want to be with a brat tamer. So a daddy dom and a brat tamer are two different things. Is yes and no. Okay. Like basically, you're 
essentially the brat tamer is basically the person that's in charge like say you know someone gets out of line they want to be basically they're getting out of line for a reason because they want to be put in their place that's a brat tamer correct okay and like, a daddy dom is just a daddy dom is basically a nurturing individual hmm like a nurturing dom i mean you could still be a brat tamer and a daddy because say you act out in line and you know you're like okay i'm gonna do this to basically get daddy's attention Daddy's gonna set little girl straight. Oh, excuse me. Daddy's gonna set baby girl straight mm-hmm. because daddy has these certain rules in place, and if you fall out of line, daddy's gonna put that ass in check. And that's not the brat tamer. That's daddy. It's both. Okay, so you're saying I'm saying they're one and the same. Okay, all right. It's just depending on how you look at it. Like it's 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 the same side of you know the same coin. So is it, it or two it, sides of the same coin? When we say daddy dom and brat tamer, are we saying that it's like these are interchangeable words, or are you saying that one is a subset of the other? Yeah, it's they're interchangeable. Okay, they're interchangeable parts. But okay. all daddy doms don't have a brat. No. Ah, okay. Yeah. But all brat tamers have a brat. Mm, yeah, I would think so. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes. Okay. I hope y'all are following along. There's a glossary at the bottom of the website. It's, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. I mean, like, I feel like some of this stuff is so dependent on the dynamic. Mm-hmm. Dependent on the person. Yeah. Okay. It's a person-to-person thing. I mean, like, there's there's a, like, rules and guidelines to this shit. Don't get it twisted. But, yeah. like, you know, a person could take one thing and mold it to their own selves and be like, all right, I'm going to make this work for I'm gonna make this work for me you know like I'm gonna redefine it for myself yeah and that's what a lot of people do nowadays I get it I get it okay next question this goes to the hierarchy side of things um, two partners that spend time at the same time what are the rules for who you see so I think one of the this is in a polyamorous relationship by the way so you have two partners one of them asks to see you Saturday at 9 and the other one asks as well so I think one of the biggest things in poly relationships that you have to do is set guidelines and agreements which are essentially rules but we hate that term right um so it really depends on your relationship and the agreements um if you have a primary partner and they're your primary partner they come first if you're into hierarchy Clearly, they would come first, so you would go see your primary partner first if you do that sort of poly. Now, hold on, folks. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> your seatbelts. Okay, let's go. We forgot to mention those poly anarchists out there. They just relationship anarchists. They, oh man, what? They don't do whatever they want. <laughs> yes, they do. Okay, this is like total passive aggressiveness because you think I'm a relationship anarchist. I never said okay, that. Okay, what is a relationship anarchist? A relationship anarchist is essentially somebody who does not put their romantic relationships don't come before their friendships and they really relate to each person in just the special way they relate to them and they it also does not involve hierarchy it's on a singular level folks basically they do what they please no and they just keep it pushing (laughs) okay so i've had this conversation with you but with you um do most polyamorous people adhere to a hierarchy Notice how she had to take a sip. 
Oh, were you asking? I don't. Oh think no, no, no. We've had this conversation. Yeah, I'm talking about you. you. Oh, he's asking. Oh, my apologies. Yeah. <laughs> um. I don't know. That's a good question. I would like to think so. Okay. But I think the problem is with polyamory. It's such a loosely defined term. People just define it for themselves. That's why I started with friends with benefits. Well, it's a it's an umbrella and it has different styles. I I personally think that hierarchy can be problematic. Okay. I think, and I used to be a super into hierarchy, right? Really? Yeah. Just because I feel like hierarchy exists naturally in our relationships. Okay. Um, just in general, like you're gonna save your mom before you save one of us. You know what I mean? Like, there's just a natural hierarchy. She you know somebody comes first but um i don't know i think that it can be dehumanizing i think referring to another person as a secondary partner can be problematic but truth is truth right so if that happens five times and four out of five times you choose to stay with one person over the other isn't the implicit hierarchy there Okay, so I, I just want to, I, I wikipedia this. Okay. It's actually interesting. It's a heart with an A crossed out in Relationship anarchy. Pieces. He's obsessed with relationship anarchy. Yeah, I mean, okay. hey, man. I, mean <laughs> right. I, I, I can't make this up, right? All right, give right. us a definition. So, okay, relationship anarchy is the belief that relationships should not be bound by rules aside from what the people involved mutually That's agree That's what on. I said. You you create what you but, want. Wait, hold on. Hold, 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 are they saying people in the relationship between the two or are they saying people in the relationship everybody comes to a consensus well hold on hold on there's more though there's okay. more okay because it says if a relationship anarchist has multiple intimate partners it might be considered as a form of polyamory but distinguish itself by postulating that there need not to be a formal distinction between sexual romantic or platonic a, I just said that okay so in layman's terms what are they saying in layman's terms basically there's there's no label. It's just like... Do what you want. Yeah. Which is anarchy. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. The only rule of anarchy is there's no rule. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if you... <laughs> so basically, it's like a single person, right? No, it's not like... a Solo poly is more like a single person. Okay. So that was the biggest oxymoron that I've ever heard in my life. Solo poly. So solo poly is basically a poly person who does not want is not on the relationship escalator Mm -hmm. meaning they do not meet people date them get engaged get married combine finances have kids Mm -hmm. they are not on the relationship escalator and they need a lot of autonomy and time to themselves so they just have i don't want to say casual relationships because they can fall in love but they just don't get emotionally entangled with people they very rarely cohabitate or like entangle finances so you're saying that poly people are on a relationship escalator? I think some people in general are on a relationship escalator. No, we're talking about poly people, though. I think some pe- poly people are, yeah. I think some poly people want to get married. Like, to all their partners? Some, like like moving to Utah, or... I'm sorry, some poly, I love Utah, I love Utah. Okay. <laughs> um, well, when I first met he wanted to marry two people and have a poly triad. Okay. Okay, so it's the idea of just emotional separation basically that's what a solo poly is yep okay i'm, I'm sorry I, i'm just like researching more that's all good on this because i i i mean hey it, it, it for all those that are listening like i've only been polyamorous now for 
two years. I've been poly almost all my whole dating life. Yeah. So there, there, there's a difference there. So were you poly before you even realized you were poly? Yes. Okay. And I was doing it all wrong and unethical. Ah, so what is an unethical poly do? Cheating. Just cheating. <laughs> great. That's a great segue. She was a rolling stone, folks. Oh, God. Can two, can person in a polyamorous relationship cheat? Yes, but I think each, I think you have to define what that is in your relationship. Up front. Up front. Okay. Yes, a polyamorous person can cheat. How would, what would you consider cheating? I've seen it like in plain sight, right? Okay. Give us an example. Oh, so let's see. Um, I would say a year ago, a year some change ago, actually. Um, so met a poly person fellow poly person went out on a date with this guy he also bought two other chicks with him on said date right and she was really interested in him and she was not expecting these two other people but did she did she know that the other two people existed no okay so the cheating is the betrayal of the understanding of who you are okay it's all All in communication if you don't communicate you cheat Ah. I wouldn't go that far. I think that breaking agreements is cheating. Uh, again, communication. Yeah, I mean, if that if that's one of your agreements. Or is not done, which I just stated. Okay. That's very interesting. So theoretically, if there's someone who is solo poly, right? And this person says, don't give me anything for my birthday. I don't know you like that. <laughs> <laughs> And this person gives them a birthday gift. They cheated. I don't know that that's cheating. That's breaking an agreement. If you got, if yeah, the so where you draw a line to, though? I well, I think for me personally, what I would consider cheating in the poly relationship that I am in, if my partner went off and had sex with somebody else without first negotiating that with me. Okay. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. Yeah. So what about emotionally? So by the way, there's someone that I know told me they're in a polyamorous relationship and they said that there's it's a woman she has three guys in a relationship one guy <laughs> she's a nola darling <laughs> ah yeah she's gotta have it right yeah 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 that's actually quite apropos <laughs> i hope you hear this too all right so one she has a guy for um physical she has a guy for spiritual and a guy for emotional definitely nola darling Okay, so then Nola was sleeping with all of them. But go ahead, please continue. Yeah, she, no, no. So, so the, the spiritual. Also, oh, so, so she only slept with one guy. She only sleeps with one guy. Okay. So this is a and, hierarchy. And that guy is married, by the way. Okay, so okay. she structured her relationships in a hierarchy. It, it might not be a hierarchy though, because mm-hmm. who's first? It's 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 it's, it's three dimensional. Right. So what? Which way is up? You know what right. I mean? It's like you have the spiritual dimension, which concerns like stuff, the ethereal. You know. So like, Frankenstein. Polly? No, it's I, just, I don't know what Frankenstein Polly is. Basically, you just that's take not Frankenstein. No, Polly. no, no. She just has partners. She okay, has so partners. so okay. How about this, right? Here's what I'm saying. Okay, if I say, um, if you are looking to have sex, you're someone that comes into your mind, right? Mm-hmm. Both of you. If there is someone with whom you want to talk about Chun Li, and not Nicki Minaj, someone pops in your mind. If you want to talk about, yo, what happens when we die? Someone pops in your mind. Mm-hmm. Wow, true. So, from a 
polyamorous relationship if, if this person knows, hey, I'm the person that, that you talk with me about this type of stuff. I'm the person that talks to you about John Lee. I'm the person that talks to you about when we gonna have sex again. Or you just have sex. You probably just don't talk about it. But, you know. um, the idea, she was saying that this is a polyamorous relationship. So the first question is, is this a polyamorous relationship? And second, how how could the spiritual guy cheat other than being like, you wrong? <laughs> so that is a polyamorous relationship. So my question to you is in this um, scenario that you just explained. Okay. Does everyone know about each other? Ooh. Yeah, so they would. Ooh. Yeah, that's number one. I'm yeah. going to send this podcast directly to her and tell her the <laughs> minute mark to, to listen to. So yeah, yeah let me know. That's the difference in a polyamorous situation yeah. so everybody knows each other yes okay does they, there need to be one time where everybody meets hey, hold on hold on hold on i'm gonna ding my little bell okay ding 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 because ding, ding, ding. everybody does not have to meet because you can have parallel poly relationships where you are in multiple relationships and they know about each other and they don't actually meet each other that's called kitchen table poly if you take it to the point where it's like we're all good we can all sit at the kitchen table and have coffee any breakfast together that's kitchen table poly but some people have relationships where their partners never meet each other and it's not cheating it's selfish as long as according to what you told me (laughs) everyone knows what that person how that person relates in their life and the history so where do you draw the line though right because emotionally right there's a woman that I know that I had a sexual relationship with. She's married and I couldn't be happier for her in the sense of happy for her, not like happy in a negative way, right? Um, And I don't think about her in a sexual way at all, but we did have sex. The question is, <laughs> if she doesn't think about sex with me as well, right? Like literally from a, from a God standpoint, like I'm telling the truth, she's telling the truth, not like just me subjectively telling you this. Mm-hmm. Does she need to tell the man that we had sex? While they were married? Yeah, so they, they get she's married to a new guy, right? Mm-hmm. And her and I had sex in the past. But I no longer look at her that way, and she no longer looks at me that way. Like, we still are cool. Do right? y'all all hang out together? No, 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 no. Like, but I might send her texts, and she might send me texts and stuff. Like, oh. it's kind of like talking about Chun-Li. Like, like one of the reasons we were attracted to each other is because we could talk about Street Fighter 2 or some shit right mm-hmm. but we had sex too you know but we no longer have sex with one another but we still like talking about Chun-Li and so what she's married now and she tells her husband hey um yeah it's a guy I know from college we talk about Chun-Li all the time Does is she cheating or does she have a... I know we're, we're getting outside of polyamorous because she's in a monogamous relationship. But is she cheating by not telling him that we had sex even though sex no longer is involved in our interactions? I don't think so. I don't think it's cheating. Okay. Although, although I will say, if I was the husband in that situation yeah. and I found out that you all had sex, I would have a serious issue. Because I am also into radical honesty. Why are you still talking to him? But no, but it's not. No, no. What I'm saying it's not. Um, it's not. 
It's not but, cheating. No, She's no, not no, but certainly lying. I guess. Yeah, is what I'm saying. So the on, is it honesty if you don't tell the extraneous stuff? I think, I think if you're gonna be talking about Chung Lee with this person and hanging out and playing Street Fighter, I would want to know if you had sex with them or not. Well, it's not a matter of us having playing Street Fighter, but it might be like, you remember that combo. <laughs> <laughs> I would want. I would personally want to know. Yeah, right. Because then it's like, hey, what was she turned on by the fact that I could do the Chun Li combo? Right. Yeah. So am I? Am I kind of like a balloon? You know, just touching it. That sounds very problematic. Yeah, it sounds like it could go bust at any time. So then it's like, so if I'm myself, and I am, you know, conversing with my normal witty humor in a text message about something completely benign but she without my knowledge is nostalgically brought back to oh that's why I was attracted to him is that my fault and does she have a responsibility to acknowledge that and then let her husband know that's not your fault and she doesn't have to say anything it's I mean if she's turned on by your wit and humor then She just has to deal with that on her own. Ah, but you'd be mad if she's a husband. No, not not in that particular situation. I mean, <laughs> so see, it's cheating. It's weird. Is yeah. people cheat all the time, especially on the mental level, because you don't yeah. never know what people are thinking. You never know. You can't read minds, right? Because you can say something can happen that day, and you act say for this is just hypothetical, right? Say, for instance, your friend came home mm-hmm. from, like, shopping at the grocery store. And say she saw you at the grocery. And y'all had, like, a pleasant conversation. A pleasant, like, exchange of words and ideas. And even, like, some groceries together. Right? Like, oh, I like that cereal. You like that cereal, too? We're like, yeah, man, that stuff's the shit. <laughs> right? Or, or let me tell you about this recipe. This is what you need to put in the stew. <laughs> right. Yeah. You got to whip it up yeah. like this. And foods. it's like, oh, yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> hey, could you, what's, the, what's the name of that yeah. recipe again? Uh-huh. You got to put the, uh, how many sticks of butter? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they y'all go on your separate ways. And then when she gets home, husband asks, how was your day, hon? Oh, you know, it was great. Did you, did, what'd you get at the grocery store? Oh, I got this and that and stuff. And she never mentioned she spoke to you. Or how about this? Do you want better? She walks in the door smiling. What you so happy about? Nothing. <laughs> look at you. Look at, oh, man. If you can see her face right I now. Think, if you can see her face right I now. Cheating. <laughs> no. But that's with not, a capital C. No, but let me say this. I don't think that's cheating. <laughs> Number one. Number two, I think that all goes back to your agreements and knowing who you're in a partnership with and knowing mm-hmm. your relationship. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So, ask me. Why, why are you smiling? Because. No, no, no. Ask me that. <laughs> ask me that question. Why are you smiling? Oh, so, yo. Tell you, right? So, first <laughs> off, this bad shorty was at Whole Foods, right? And I, look, I'm, I'm I'm about to make the stew. You see, you see me cutting the leeks right now. You know what I'm saying? I'm about to put it in the stew. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Now you notice I never bought no leeks before. Right. That's what she told me. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. That's what you want to hear. That's what you want to hear. I w- I personally, 
I don't know that I'd want to hear yeah, that. Yeah, see? But, that, time but that's Jody, upfront and honest, though, right? Next time, Jody, if you want to do something, <laughs> you go ahead and stay with that girl, all right? I'll be right here. I'm going to call Tyrone. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah, but, that, that's, but that's yeah. knowing your partner. Yeah. I mean, look, if you're in a partnership with somebody and you know they're the type of person yeah. where you bring in new recipes home from homie that you saw at the grocery store that you're attracted to, don't tell her. Like I mean, I don't know. Uh, yeah, and 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 and, and then and then y'all sitting at the dinner table, and, and she and she like, oh, this is really good. You, you put leeks in this, and what what you thinking in your head? Like, oh shit. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. Okay. Anyways, let's let's move on. All right. Next question. I like uh, that. Uh. Okay. Uh, okay. When a knowing dom and a knowing sub have their first sexual experience together, is there any BDSM? There was BDSM at our first sexual experience. Light I th- BDSM. I or, think- or, 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 I'm sorry. Let me clarify. Um, I don't want to put B or M in it. Is that right? Bondage, discipline, sadomasochism. Oh, it's discipline. I thought it was domination and submissive. It's interchangeable. Okay. So I'm saying, I'm just saying specifically with whatever your kink is regarding being dom and sub, is your first sexual experience vanilla to kind of get a baseline? Like if you're doing a study at some school or scientific study, it's like, hey, this is the baseline. Or do you just jump right in it? Like, hey, we, we getting it in. No, you don't just jump right in because that's how people get hurt. Ooh. Gotta have negotiation first. Okay. And is that negotiation done non-verbally during sex, or is that negotiation done sitting down in front of one another before the sexual experience takes place? Typically, how it's done, the negotiation happens before anything happens, even sex. So, like, like the day before, talking. like before you even engage in the sexual act, it's like mm-hmm. you kind of feel each other out. Mm-hmm. Okay. But that first sexual experience, even if you know all that stuff. Do you execute on that stuff or do you just kind of just have missionary sex? And, oh, okay. I get it. Now mm. we can go. Mm, yeah, I think it depends on the person. I know me. If you're, if you're asking me, no, I, I, I'm pulling out all the stops. Like I want to make sure she comes back. You know what I'm saying? Ha ha. <laughs> ha ha. How about you? Um, I mean, as somebody who's more of a bottom or submissive, I mean, depends i mean i i probably would expect some bdsm if we've already negotiated i would expect some on the first go you want something yeah i would want you're something. Here, you're there for a reason i'm there definitely there for a reason and if that person <laughs> did not do that would you think less of them or not less of them but would it be a turn off i'd i'd have questions I would think that that person, if I was in their shoes, mm-hmm. would question um, everything about their existence. Why are you here? What? What? You you just all talk, man. Like you didn't yeah, show up. Yeah, yeah, I'd have questions. Yeah, you didn't show uh, up to the race. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So basically, I, I I laid out the qualifications, and you 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 had a typo on your resume. Someone right. called Ghostbusters, man. <laughs> yeah. Something. It would it would be weird. Like I'd I'd have questions. Okay. <laughs> Call so, him Casper. Okay. So then the next question is um let's say you find out that the kinks that you're into this specific person might have 
experience in fetish life, but not with your specific kink. And that person doesn't, it's, would you hold it against that person for not going in to do that kink off Jump Street? So, excuse me, it's like I stated earlier, um, kinks, they're person specific. Now, fetishes, these are things that are out of your control. Like, I'm sorry, okay, so fetishes are a subset of kinks or kinks are a subset of fetishes? No, fetishes, fetishes are literally things that are just like like you need them to have sex yeah, ah, yeah. okay yeah. all right like if you have a lace fetish like you cannot get off without lace yeah am i correct correct yeah very much correct okay. like you see dude people who are really serious about feet they will probably just have sex with the person's feet like a foot job not to, not to put down my foot fetishers i'm just saying like that, that, that is a real thing yeah it's a real thing okay. i've seen it and it's a mild i've i've had fetish. someone fuck my big toe Okay, so <laughs> fetishes are, necess- are necessary, whereas kinks are preferred. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So if you tell someone your kinks, because fetishes are necessary, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you tell someone your kinks, and they do all of your fetishes. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, they do. Yeah, they do all of your fetishes, mm-hmm. but they don't do some of your kinks. Is that a deal breaker? Mm. For me. Yes. I, I wouldn't say it's a deal breaker, but there are things that I definitely, I don't know. That's a good question. It's always the second time, right? Yeah. No, like if they don't do something on the first time, I mean, then that's fine. Like there's always a second time. But if it's, if I have a, I, just, I don't know. That's a good question. I'll answer it the best way that I can in saying this. Um, your kink is not my kink. And that's okay. So if I'm into something and that person isn't, that's fine. Not a deal breaker. But if we're talking fetishes, oh, we're we're not saying that the person is necessarily not into it. Okay, we're they saying that you, you communicated to oh, it, and on the first go, just on the first pass, they didn't go. That doesn't mean on the second, third, fourth. Oh, no, it, and then, well, I, I'll backtrack and say it's all in a negotiation, right? Like if you're negotiating a specific kink. Then and everything is a go. Then I would expect for that kink to be explored. Okay. Because like, first time. yeah. Okay. I mean, you already negotiated. I mean, it's set in stone. Unless you want to renegotiate before things happen. And there's always there's often situations where you can renegotiate in the middle of a scene. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because say a person might not be comfortable. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, wait a minute. One person's into it more than the other. And it's like, all right, let's renegotiate this uh, because I'm kind of finding out I'm not really liking this as much as you are. Or as much as I thought I would. Ah, There you go. There you go. Um, I think there are certain kinks that I definitely would expect out the gate. Okay. There are some more intense things that I probably have to be built up to but there's some milder kinks that like you need to come out the gate doing if you want me to come back okay so then do you let the person know on that negotiation time all your kinks up front be like hey look this is start out like you gotta do this the requisites you gotta you gotta have a bachelor's degree (laughs) you gotta have it you know but then then it's like okay these are optional things that you know if you want to go right in doing now like do you let them know that then or do you let them know later 
I let him know off the break. I'd say I give him top three. Okay. I, I I try to let people know off the break the stuff I'm into. I mean, and then you gauge the person because you can tell some people just won't go certain places. But okay, so another sidebar question, right? Let's say there's a kink that you haven't done and a kink that you haven't done. I just pointed to each of them, right? <laughs> um, I guess we're saying if the sexual experience involved just exploring one of the kinks because it's new for one person, would that be a turnoff for the other person? Or would they think, oh, okay, cool. Part two, it's my turn. Is the other person not into that kink? Oh, no. I'm saying like... Nobody's just done it before type thing. Yeah, they just haven't done it. And I'm saying that... Okay, so so in, in my sexual experiences, I haven't, I haven't gone into it with a negotiation for any sexual experience. And it kind of just plays out how it goes, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's possible that I could have had all intents and purposes on eating a girl out. But her head was just so amazing and she enjoyed it so much that we didn't get to that. Is that a strike against me? No. Okay. I wouldn't say so. I, I wouldn't say so because, I mean, at the end of the day, Y'all both enjoyed each other, right? Yeah. That's yeah. all. That's pretty much all yeah. what it's about. Okay. Now, to go now to backtrack for a second, you said um, now it can be problematic, however, if you don't negotiate something and end up just whipping out something. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how PTSD is developed. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, trigger somebody or... oh, what? I'm talking like you go in there saying, all right, cool. Um, I'm just going to spank you, right? And you end up going there like with a knife or something and like oh yeah yeah <laughs> i mean you know this is a this, knife play is a thing yeah it is a thing but i mean like you go in there it's, it's used or is it just threatened they're like dull knives yeah oh, like a butter knife yeah mm, no or dull sh- no a, a, dull a knife that, knife that if sharpened could kill somebody but i used dull. a sword once a katana it's pretty cool okay okay yeah. i am not into knife play she is I'm, I'm not into knife play. Not yet. <laughs> so okay, I, I'm just gonna I'm gonna open one door for for that. But yeah, but yeah, but yeah. No, so so with knife play, how how does like is it um like a cutting thing or it's a, is it? It's a, so there's an extreme to everything. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a cutting. Mm-hmm. To there's a cutting portion to it. If Some you're into people, blood play. Yeah, if you're into blood play, you know you want to cut the skin just a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know you can do that. Or you just enjoy the sensation of the blade along your skin. Ah, okay. So it's like a, um, yeah, it's like the edge. Yeah. Exactly. Liking the the edge. It's that's why it's called edge, edge play. play. Ah, it's life threatening. Yeah, I'm a natural, right? <laughs> like this person could possibly kill you, but they won't. Type yeah, thing. like you pull out a gun mm. on somebody. I mean, it's not loaded, you know. But that person doesn't know that. You point it at their face, they open your mouth. Oh, like, my oh my god! Not into gunplay either. I'm just gonna say all my hard limits on this. <laughs> Wait. So do people people like do that with a loaded gun, like to threaten it, or is it just not like, a you... loaded gun? That's a little okay. bit much. That's that's definitely. I mean, well, if now if you trust the person yeah. well enough to do that, hey, that's on you. So you're you're basically losing yourself in the scenario. Oh, definitely. Okay. Yeah. 
I don't know anyone into gunplay. I mean, <laughs> I do. No offense to like people. I just I don't know anyone. I, into I, I have a relative that told me they're married, and they told me that uh, something they do to spice things up. They throw on a Zorro mask and act like they're coming in. So it's a single story house. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, I'm, I'm coming in through the window, and it's like role playing, mm-hmm. but like I'm I'm wearing a Zorro mask coming in through the window, and. I told one of my best friends. He he still like brings up. He thinks it's the funniest thing in the whole world. The but uh, like, is that is that like? I, I just want to say like Zoro was or, like yeah. one of my favorite childhood heroes. Oh God, like you got the cape too. I feel, dis- <laughs> I feel like disgraced Zoro's name right now. But I mean, at the same time, it's kind of cool, kind of cute. Uh, Zoro cape. How far does it go down? Does it go down to to the calf, to the <laughs> the back, or to the like? I, I, I could have swore it went down to the back. Okay, so it's okay. Does he have the hat too? Thanks. I hope he has a hat. Yeah, yeah, he has to have a hat, right? I, I, I would. I yeah, would. I can't. I can't think of Zoro without him. But it's still a Zoro mask. Does he have a sword You can go to any Halloween party and get get points mask. off being a Zoro mask. Yeah. But he's got the hats. You get bonus points. Does he have the sword too? Yes, he does. Oh, thank gosh. Yeah, he's that's got awesome. That's yeah, awesome. He's got a sword. <laughs> oh man. All right. That's. <laughs> All right. Uh, do you feel you could ever find in one partner all that you get from your poly partners? And, and, and when I say this, I don't mean it like um, right now. I mean in the third person sense. Are poly people just like, look, I love the sensation of novelty. Mm. Or is a poly person someone who has resigned themselves to thinking I can't find all the characteristics that I want in one person? So I... I'd like to just say that many poly people believe that they are born that way. Okay. It's not about novelty and it's not about not finding one person so amazing that you could just be with them on their own. A lot of poly people believe that they were born this way. This is their love style and this is just how they love. So while they may find one person who checks all their boxes, the way they're wired is that they can have a whole nother person who checks all those boxes as well. Ah, yeah. Okay, I appreciate that because uh, I never, con- I never considered that that you could get. I, get, uh, I, I don't know if I can follow up after that one. That was a good one. I, I, I guess I, the way I think about it is, um, uh, I guess uh, a nurture in the sense of a soulmate is one, all right, mm-hmm. and a soulmate has everything. Okay. And there's only one of those in the world. See, but you can have multiple soulmates. Like yeah, there are exactly. So, think of all the humans in the world. I mean, and we're only gonna meet a very 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 small sample of them you know what i yeah. mean so but what i but what you're talking about is what i like to call frankenstein poly where it's like this person is so amazing but they don't like chung lee this person is also amazing but they like chung lee it's alive it's yeah. alive so you like you're kind of piecing together the perfect person right because <laughs> so, it's like this person's missing this let me get somebody who has that so so that's not true poly that's definitely true poly i i think it i I try to veer away from that. I think we all end up doing it sometimes, but I think it can be problematic. I think it just depends on the person. Yeah, it totally does. But to redirect that question over here. Okay. um, So I'm going to say a short little story. I I thought I was polyamorous. So as I said, I've only been polyamorous now for about two years. So... Way back when I was ten years old, and I was asked like, you know, it was around the time of first learning about sex and you know, girls liking you, and you know, this, that, and the other. 
and I'm out playing on the schoolyard, and you know, a whole bunch of girls, group of girls, came to me like, "Hey Ben, who do you like?" And I was like, um, "I love all y'all. I like I like all you guys." <laughs> they was like, "No, no, no." They was like, "No, no, 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 Ben. Who do you like, like?" And I was like, "What do you mean? I like like all of you." Oh, I'm so triggered right now. And, and it was oh like, "Oh my god, yo!" And it was yo, like, "Whoa!" whoa and then like, to, "You've got to like somebody now." Like flash, Jeez, like, like like fast forward, you know. Oh. Years later, oh. and I think back to that moment. I said, "Shit, I probably been poly my entire life, and I didn't even know it." Wow. I've been trying to fit like the world's norm, right? Wow, I did. I think I'm so like mind blown and triggered that y'all probably heard that. <laughs> yeah. There's no, but that like that exact situation happened to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's 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 pretty crazy, man. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. But yeah, like, no, like, true polyamory is basically loving the person for them mm-hmm. and loving another person for them. Or mm-hmm. not loving them. Maybe just having a friends with benefits situation. Well, then we're going into styles. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, textbook definition, I could pull it up now. Poly <laughs> means many relationships, many loving relationships many loves it's a open book definition yeah however open, you open defi- relationships fall under that however yeah. however you define it right yeah it just means plural folks yeah. it just means plural mm-hmm. but the one thing i will suggest is that plural however you define it for yourself make sure it's healthy yeah make sure it's healthy and your partner agrees yeah. And consensual. Yeah. Healthy, well, and healthy consensual. consensual. You said healthy <laughs> consensual. Um, you know what? Just rewind back to the yeah. beginning of podcast. I'd like to add sustainable get... to that because a whole lot of stuff seems cool in the moment, but some stuff isn't is not sustainable. How I do you know? Sustainability is the goal, though. Yeah. For, how, but, how do you know, though? I think you know sometimes when things are sustainable but you know what i'm i'm not even gonna say that something has to be sustainable because sometimes short-term things are fun you know what i mean you need short-term stuff too yeah like i I could live in new york but i'll visit there for two months yeah i can live in new york yeah i could like sign me up for brooklyn all day but like move out there and that's it yes really but la never yeah la yes la is nice Uh, venice I'm a fan of Venice. Mm. Never been to California. So there's a so they say that like uh, South Beach, back in the early '90s, like just after the Scarface era, was like run down, mm. and it was it was like you know gift shops and everything along Ocean Drive, and then they came with the hotels and made it nice and everything. Venice is Miami as if it didn't grow up Mm. that sounds horrible well okay okay so (laughs) take take the violence out take the violence out i'm I'm saying like post drug stuff yeah right we're talking early 90s mid 90s whatever and it's like it was the place where and I, i i hate to say this but like the hipsters went yeah it was the place where like madonna would go when there was a hotel that was there where she would record and Aerosmith would go there mm. and they would just go out there to kind of be normal. Wait, but still, like for artists, like random, art, yeah. Random. Was white man can't jump 
Was that? L.A. That was L.A.? That, was that LA. wasn't mm-hmm. Venice Beach? It might have been. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. If, if someone told me, hey, yo, white men can't tell Yeah, it was in Venice. Like, I wouldn't think twice, and we would just move on to the next conversation. <laughs> okay. Okay. You know what I mean? It, now, it could have been somewhere else, but, you know. But Venice is, is just cool in the sense of it's, it is what it is. Okay. And it's been that way for a minute. And mind you, this is coming from a person that's been to L.A. Like, before I first went to Venice, I had been to L.A. twice. And I was like, dude, I hate this shit. Like, uh. This is just too, like, fake. And then I went to Venice. It was like, oh, I get it. Like, it's always 70 degrees. Yeah. And, and mood. you can be whoever you want to be. And everybody's chill. And, oh, there's a blackboard with when high tide and low tide is. Nice. <laughs> that makes sense. All right, y'all ready for the seven questions? We're down. All righty. Seven is the number of completion. All righty. Question number one. Book to add to the library. Oh, and each of you all are giving a response. And only one book. You can you can give us the finalist, but you have to select one. Stolen Legacy. Bye. Oh, that's what we got Google for. Uh-oh. <laughs> Stolen Legacy. Oops, Legacy. By George G.M. James. Is that correct? That is correct. All right, what's the book about? So, basically, it's going back to the beginning of time, back to when civilization first began in Africa. Okay. And Stolen Legacy basically talks about how this ancient system of civilization the ways were stolen from like our culture like our identity was stolen from us and replaced over time yeah you talking about that library that alexander the quote-unquote great burned down yeah 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 that library yeah that had like shit from like yeah ten thousand years ago yeah. that he burned down yeah yeah that one okay yeah, yeah. okay yeah 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 <laughs> if, if you'd like to learn more read that book okay all right how about you um I've read a whole lot of books, but I think for the library for the end, I would say An American Marriage. Okay. Um, it just came out this Tayeri Jones. Okay. I'm gonna Google this. I'm sure I'm butchering her name. I deeply apologize. It's all good. Um, it just came out this year. It was amazing. Oh, you got it right. I read it in 24 hours, and wow. I read very slow. I mean, yeah. it was like the best movie. It was so well written. So it's a bathroom book. Like, bathroom book. I mean, and it's it's not a small book, but you can fit. And she it's just one of those books is so good you could just read on the toilet. And it's be done with it. it's such a. I mean, well, you read a lot of things on the shitter. I mean, <laughs> no, but you'll be done with it though. Yeah, I um, mean, because but it's like such an amazing. Like I remember, I would come home on my lunch break and read. Like okay. I had to finish this book. It was so good. It was like the best movie. Um, I would suggest. I mean, because if somebody's on vacation, like I, I think this would this book was amazing. Well, it was an Oprah's book club. It was. Don't let that deter you, though. Like I, I'm not a huge fan of Oprah's book club. Whoa, no, yeah, right. Like Whoa. no, no, like Oprah. Oh. Oprah set. Like she Whoa. put her foot down and said, "Hey, Oprah's I'm, I'm, amazing. I'm, I'm, I'm a titan in this bitch. Yeah, she is. So I'm, I'm, I'm. She has good taste because this book is amazing. Yeah. So I'll give it to Oprah. Shout yeah. out to Attack on Titan. <laughs> um, okay. so, so yeah, wait, this, this what, a brief synopsis of an American marriage. Um, so it's about a man. I don't want to give it away, but it's about a marriage. It's about a man who went to Morehouse, a woman who went to Spelman. They met. Um, they got married, and 
things kind of take a very interesting term turn that you wouldn't even think would happen um there's some false accusations and then it's like what happens later on i don't I, to tell the story would be giving it away but you have to have to have to read it okay um, so uh something popped in my head donald glover this is america yes is it kind of like that you're getting metaphorically those, you're getting those vibes from it mm-hmm. um but it's a little softer it's a little romantic but not too much it's it's a beautiful book um also, I just want to also shout out, like, I know I said one book, but The Fire Next Time by James Baldwin. Okay. Amazing. I was, yeah, I read Baldwin. it on the Metro and was like in tears. So. Okay. Yeah. Question number two, podcast to subscribe to, besides, of course, the Innkeeper's Guest Book. I have two that are my favorites. Gotta pick one. Do you I mean, have you to pick tell, one? You can tell us both. Okay. But you have to say, this is. Code switch. You, you gotta get, you gotta give it a hierarchy. Okay. Number the primary podcast is um Code Switch NPR's Code Switch. Okay, love that podcast. Who, who are the hosts on that? I forgot their names. Is it um? That's not um, the Kamal. No, it's not Kamal. Kamal Bell. Okay. Um, the guy's name starts with a D. Um, no, we'll find it out. That's yeah, what, look it up. That's what the Googles are for. Yeah, Code Switch NPR podcast. Yeah. Mary Shaw Marani. I messed up the girl's name. It's so good. Dead air. Shereen Marisol Miraji. And then Jean Demby. Okay. Um, Dope podcast. They talk about racial issues and it's just they're funny they're interesting it's good so subscribe to that my secondary (laughs) podcast the the runner up the runner up Mm -hmm. is um dan savage's savage love cast Uh, yeah love it man i i used to have a a woman that i dated that uh our saturday brunch ritual was to go to one of the brunch spots here in dc and then go it had to have one of those uh city paper um newsstands things yeah. you can just pull it down get it and we would read the savage love yes. like one read the question the other one would read the answer and it's just like it's crazy like you're like wow yeah like this exists and the fact that not to say that it shouldn't exist it's just that like it opens your eyes to so much like whoa and the fact that everyone when they sign off always has like an acronym that relates to the thing it's like oh these people are smart too yeah (laughs) so I have um, something honest okay to say this is my first time being on the podcast and uh, I've never uh, thank you thank you for the clap (laughs) I've I've never actually been intimately into podcasts okay that's that's from the bottom of my heart okay no, not, not I, I just so on your phone there are no podcasts that you subscribe to you haven't used the podcast app or anything like that Correct. there's nothing wrong with that okay Correct. cool do you listen to the radio of course do you listen to watch YouTube and like there's a show that you go and watch like say Breakfast Club that you watch consistently episodes of on YouTube or like DC Samero I have watched Breakfast Club okay but I never I don't know I just never really been into it okay um, but however for those that um, 
are interested in exploring the lifestyle, there's actually a good podcast one of my friends recommended <laughs> called Life on the Sunset, the Swinging and Polyamory podcast. Okay. I like the title, Life on the Swing Set. That's cute. It's uh, yeah, about, it's actually pretty. So it's about swinging polyamory and open relationship non-monogamy from the trenches. Okay. Through debates, interviews, and sexy discussions. Okay. All right, I like that. Life on the Swing Set. All right. Number three, something that you didn't know you needed until you got it. Hmm. And A mind key you, hook. this can be tangible <laughs> or intangible. Hmm. A key hook. God, a okay. key hook. That's okay. Explain the key hook. Oh my God. I just lose everything all the time. Like, I have a very short attention span. I lose things all the time. I got a key hook and it literally changed my life. It's as soon as I walk in my door, it changed my life for the better. It's get a key hook if you don't have one. And do you put more than just a key on there? No, I just put my keys on there. That's I, it. He had his writing crop on there for a while. But right, writing. Uh, ah, ha, ha. out there. <laughs> well, no, I mean, hey, that's, that's what you're into. It's all good. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, so I always lost, like, uh, my wallet. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I got rid of my wallet. And I got this little uh, phone case that has actually a little, um, like, card holder on the back. Definitely recommend it for those people that lose their wallets all the time, like me. I always lose it. So, so I think that that is a great idea. Yeah. A friend of mine got one of those, and then he got really mad. He's like, now all I've done is transferred. If I lose my wallet, now I lose my wallet and my phone. But you're uh, never going to lose your phone, though. Well, you're that's not true. It. That's not true. Well, you're obsessed with it. I know. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> My problem is that it's, it's always that's why I try to get the 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 S like I try to get the smallest phone I can to put in my pocket, and I always put it in my back pocket. But then I sit down and then I gotta take it out, and so yeah. Let me get into a, an amazing conversation. I'm like, hey man, we should go to the next spot. Phone is just left there next to me. <laughs> hey, it is what it is. Um, tragic. Tra- <laughs> yes, tragic indeed. All right, number four. Uh, bucket list place to travel this means place that you have been in the world that you would recommend for listeners to travel to so this is like really pretty much close to home but i definitely recommend going to canada where in canada uh, Toronto, to be specific. Toronto's like four different cities in one. I went there, well, go there specifically f- around a certain time of the year. Carabana. How'd you know? Oh, how did I know? <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. Carabana's the stuff of legend. Yes. It's like up there with Freak Nick. Yeah. I mean, it's not like Freak Nick, but it, it, it's kind of like uh, it's very popular. Yeah, it's the same, the same, the same stimulations that you would get from. All I can say is shout out to Drake. He puts on a great show during that time, during oh, the festivities. Really? Okay, ah, great, great man. Salute okay. to you. Well, hopefully Drake will hear this and then be like, you know what, Inkeeper, we gotta get you up here, man. <laughs> Have you do a live podcast during Carabana? And you? Um, I'm gonna keep it close into and say Assateague Island. Okay. Um, it's a island in maryland and some of it's in virginia as well but it's bay and beach and there are wild horses that run free um and you can also camp on the beach mm-hmm. so it's just it's magical yeah just like a libra yeah <laughs> and you're running free you can camp on the beach and they and just out there wild horses yeah. and uh-huh. it's it's amazing that, that, is that your spirit animal right there <laughs> those ponies <laughs> i actually do love those acetique ponies but yeah. 
So, so. <laughs> my little pony. <laughs> Number five, uh, 50 mile detour restaurant. This is a restaurant that if you're going from point A to point B and you were within 50 miles of this restaurant, it would be worth your time to deviate from your intended path of travel to go and eat at this restaurant. Anywhere in the world. Waffle House. What? Oh, oh my gosh. No, there's, there's people that have never experienced the Waffle House. I had a family that stayed with me <laughs> a couple weeks ago from, um, they were easily Massachusetts or Maine. And they were down here and they were like, okay, we're hungry. We're, we don't know where to go. And I was like, okay, this is what you need to do. You need to go, because they were still going south. So they said, okay, look, halfway between here and Richmond, you're going to see a sign on the side that says Waffle House. <laughs> you need to go to Waffle House. The menu is a laminated sheet of paper with pictures and everything. So you're not mistaken. And you can get waffles, you can get bacon, you can get eggs, and all that stuff. And the worse it looks, the better the food is. <laughs> Agreed. But it tastes delicious. Oh my gosh. It's so amazing. And we don't even have them here. We have Lincoln Waffle House, like over on 10th Street. But, I mean, it's kind of like the best substitute you can get. But it's not like open late night. It just doesn't have the lore. It doesn't have everything with it, man. There's yes. Waffle Houses in B&B. Is there? Hmm? So, it's the one that's over in, like, Spotsylvania. No. Oh, yeah, there is one in Virginia. There's, okay, so there's one in Woodbridge. Uh, going towards um, okay, that might be the one I'm talking about. Yeah, the, and there's a, there's the next closest one is actually going like to Baltimore, Bel Air, Maryland, whatever. Yeah, north north of north of yeah, six ninety five. But, but there's also one going west. <laughs> okay, how far west? Uh, going towards Fredericksburg. How, uh, fe- mm. Wait, you mean Frederick? Frederick, Maryland. Correct. Past Frederick, like Hagerstown. Going towards Frederick. Yeah. Oh, before before you hit to yeah. okay, all right. It's like right in Frederick almost. Yeah. Okay, okay. Like, why why don't we have one close by though? Because can't have too much of a good thing. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I think yeah. I think that's it. I think that's it. They should have them out in Southern Maryland. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah, they should. They really should. Um, mine would be Republic in L.A. on La Brea. It is the most amazing food, amazing service. Just it it was it's beautiful. What type of cuisine? It's American. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But the restaurant itself is just beautiful on the inside. The service is amazing. Um, wonderful dining experience. Okay. Good old sunny LA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Number six. Uh, number one skill. This is your uh, honed craft. This is something that over the years you have honed. It could be your profession or it could be something that just by virtue of who you are, you have become almost an expert in. Mm people okay please expound i don't know man i'm just i just started talking and people like me (laughs) 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 that sounds like very i I don't know but i mean in terms of people in terms of interacting with people yeah just people just like me you know i just i i talk i I sound i articulate my words you know to a point where it's like yo i speak and i make sense and it's just like people like that. <laughs> <laughs> Seems logical to me, right? Yeah. Speaking, you make sense, right? Yeah. It's like, hey, yeah. hopefully. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> shots fired. <laughs> How about you? Um, I'd say teaching yoga. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think um, it's a 
it's a skill that I worked hard to get good at and I'm a really good yoga teacher okay can one do yoga if they're not flexible yes 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 please kill that myth come to yoga if you are not flexible that is how you get flexible come to yoga does it have to be Bikram it does not have to be Bikram it can be Vinyasa it does not have to be hot I can, I can tell you from experience blocks Blocks, 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 straps, use assist like they are your friends. Wait, like, what, what's, what's going on right now? Like, blocks. Like, they have blocks in yoga that you can use. They have straps. All these things are your friends to help make your experience better. You do not have to be flexible. You do not have to have special clothes. You do not have to have a certain body type. Come to yoga. You will love it. If you can't do something, these things are in place to help you yes. get, to get very comfortable in yeah. the position. Very true. Good job. <laughs> I get a gold star, guys. <laughs> <Right>? You do. <laughs> so I am uh, quite inflexible um, in terms of like stretching. Mm-hmm. You're pointing to your hips. Are your hips not flexible? Well, I'm thinking about where I where I feel it when I when they're like, okay, like I'm about to go for a run. Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, all right, reach and touch your toes, and I feel it like right here, and mm-hmm. I don't even, like, I'm not even close to my toes, right? And so I'm like, okay, I don't think I have a chance at yoga. I'm, you know what? I can barely touch my toes. Like on some days, I can't get anywhere near them, and on some days, I can. But that's. Yoga is not a competition. It's not about how flexible you are. It's about going to your edge. So come to yoga. Okay. Everybody. Um, <laughs> real quick sidebar. You mentioned three different types of yoga. This is regular yoga. There's Bikram. And then there's the V. What's the one with the V? So there's 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 Hatha yoga. Vinyasa. There's Vinyasa yoga. And then there's Bikram yoga. But there are many more. There's restorative yoga. There's yoga nidra. And then people like to put their own spin on things and like one of my really good friends, um, an amazing yoga teacher, does trap yoga. His name is Brandon, and he teaches in the city. That's right, folks. Trapping out the yoga studio. He's really I, I, he's, no, he's I can really so awesome. see that though. He's really like with awesome. the eight hundred eights and the beats. Like oh my god, the, the bass. Like I could, I could so see that. Yeah, he'll okay. he'll work, make you sweat. <laughs> Those three, what what are they? So Bikram is Bikram is hot. So it's done in a heated room and it's a hundred and so degrees. Um, and it's also very humid and it's the same postures every time. So that's Bikram. It's actually trademarked. So Bikram and hot yoga can be different, but Bikram is like a trademark type of yoga. It's the same poses every time in a heated room. Okay. Vinyasa is just a steady flow of poses. So it's like flow yoga. Um, like I teach to music. So it's just flowing from pose to pose. Like Tai Chi almost? I mean, I guess if you think of it in terms of the flowing, but it's just flowing from pose to pose. Like, okay. There's no rest. No rest, okay. essentially. I mean, you can always take child's pose and rest if you need it, but it's flowing from pose to pose. Hatha is just means balance to balance the sides of the body. So you could technically argue that all yoga is Hatha yoga, really. So. Okay. <laughs> all right. Home stretch. <laughs> Finally, number one, talent. This is your innate proficiency. You didn't have to work at it at all. You had it. I can I manipulate s- people to do them. things. I stumped them, y'all. You know what your talent is? I'll let you think. Uh-oh. She I got, can manipulate she, yeah, people she, to she do things. She has a mischievous smile mine. right now, by the way. Mm. No, I'm stumped. Are you stumped? Yeah, I'm stumped. You know what? We'll save that answer for part two of this podcast, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, because we got to have y'all back. We have to. This is great. 
I've really enjoyed this podcast. Um, but ladies and gentlemen, I am the illustrious innkeeper, Freddie. It has been an absolute pleasure doing this podcast with you all. And thank you all for coming. Thank you, Freddie. Thank you for inviting us. <laughs> and we'll have you back for part two. And we will see all of you listening next time.